Welcome to Bubbles and Books, a podcast about two of the best things in life, books and champagne, brought to you by Amanda and Ellen, co-owners of your local independent bookstore, Dog-Eared Books in Ames, Iowa. First, give me a cheers. Okay, okay we're ready. And yeah. books are sexy. Rachel. Start by telling me that you've been 10 So I've officially, go for it. <laughs> I've officially been 20, how, 28 for 10 days. Yeah, which means you're really old. And I want to oh, tell you why this is hurtful. significant. This why? is the most important time period of your life. Oh I'm going God. to provide you guys with an education. Okay. You could either talk to Adele or you could talk to me. But Adele would tell you. Who's Adele? Adele. Like the singer? Yes. Oh, what does she have to do with this? She went through a major upheaval during her return of Saturn, which is what you are entering. Okay. And that so, starts when you turn 28? About. Let me oh, tell sorry, you about sorry, it. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Okay. So every, let's see, 29.5 years on average. Okay. So it's usually between the time you're 27 and 29, Saturn returns to the exact location it was in at the time of your birth. And Saturn's return causes major upheaval in your life. Change, reorientation. It is a time of craziness. I don't want that. I know. So that's why I'm bringing this book into the store called Surviving Your Saturn Return. But, it comes out so on the 7th. Should I, um, can you do my star chart and find out when the exact Saturn return moment is? We will do that later Um when we're not podcasting. Okay. And then we can update people and tell people know, in the show notes. Because I, <laughs> I think I know the exact time of my birth. So Yes, that would be very good. Um, and then it will happen again Ugh. 29 years later. So when you're like 54-ish in that range, you're going to freak out again. This doesn't sound pleasant. Um, But <laughs> there are ways to think about dealing with Saturn. So you can research it, but I'm just telling you, I'm here for you. You're in the right place. You're working with the right people. Saturn sounds like a bitch. Yeah. But you know what I always say? Before I knew anything about Return to Saturn, and I still don't know shit, I would tell people I didn't figure out who I was until I was 28. So you're entering the age when I figured out who I was. Like until then I was unformed. I'm 10 days in and I think... Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Whoa. Well, Saturn. That's hey, Saturn. What are we drinking today? Okay. This is so exciting yeah. because it's called Rosanna Rose. And <laughs> it's Italian sparkling. So it's like Prosecco, champagne, you I know. Think, but is it pink? It's pink because that's the rose. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, I missed you saying rose. Oh, if you haven't noticed, there is no Ellen today. Ellen is gone. You know what they say. Darn, when the cat's away, we miss her so much. the mice will play. Actually, we only, the, the trouble is we have to share a bottle two ways instead of three. So it could be a it's little really interesting. It's really a benefit today. for us. Oh, yeah. I mean, maybe no. So it's good that we're doing pink too because we're talking about love. Yeah, we're talking about love and romantic reads and oh, 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 the oh, approaching season. Tip your glass. The approaching season of Valentine's Day. And cheers. some people, cheers to love and your return of Saturn oh boy. and surviving it. Um, so if you are Rachel's age, 27, 28, 29, and you are reorienting to your newly formed self, 
come to the store and get Surviving Your Saturn Return starting February 7th. I am so fascinated. Is the is this a book you've actually read? No. Oh. I just ordered it because I totally believe in it. Okay. So oh, did you buy, because last year I remember you bought this book that was supposed to tell you about every single day of your year. Oh, I have it. So yeah, it was really interesting. I but should go back and review it. Did you get another one for the new year? No, I need to. That was a big book. Um, okay. So we're going to be talking about love. We have pink sparkling. What do you think of it? I haven't tried it yet. Did I fuck up? I think it's pretty good. Yeah, totally fine. You're getting really good at this. I know. A little floral. I almost went for the $121 bottle because I was like, (laughs) wow. my birthday. I was like, that's a nice bottle that's on sale for $12. I was like, oh, never mind. (laughs) It was like, oopies. (laughs) Okay. So it's just you and me causing trouble, splitting a bottle of champagne, uh, talking about love. And I need to know first, what are you reading? Because that's how we start things. Rachel, we have hardly had anything to drink. (laughs) Straighten up. Okay. Tell me, what are you reading right now? I'm reading a lot right now. Tell me all about it because I'm sure to learn something. (laughs) I'm still working on Spare by Prince Harry. My God, how did you not just like blow through that? I was captivated. I kind of just needed a break. I wow. felt like I was, was getting so depressing. overloaded. No, I thought I was getting overloaded with too much of them. And I like them. Oh, I hit the mic. And I like them. And I didn't want to be even more annoyed by them. So I had to. Like, Who's them? Harry and Meghan? Yeah. Okay. I like them. And I just thought there was like too much of the same story getting over and over put sure. out there. So I needed to step back from it for a little bit. Um, I was just getting into his military service when I took a pause. Yeah. So it's not like. I'll get back to it. I plan okay. on still finishing it by the end of the year or end of the month. Okay, what else are you reading? So on audio, I've been listening to Emily Wilde's Encyclopedia of Fairies. It's actually Several people at work are doing this together. What drew you to it? How did you find out about it? What's I up? I think I started listening to it the first moment it came out on Libro for us as advanced listeners. Mm-hmm. Um I saw the book in the store. I was like, oh, that's a gorgeous, cool cover. I want to read it. It's really And pretty. then like a week or two later, Mariah's like, yeah, I'm listening to this on audio. I was like, so am I. My favorite thing about it right now. Well, it's not my favorite thing about it. But one of my favorite things about that made me really want to pick it up is that the love interest, his name is Wendell Brambleby. And you can take a man like that seriously? No. <laughs> It just sounded so silly. Um, but like in this book, fairies actually do exist. And... I think we've talked, you and I have talked about this before, how um, A Fairy Tale is one of my favorite movies I've ever had growing up. And it's about those two little girls who actually- Cottingly. Yes. The Cottingly fairies. Yes. Um, um, and so there's a movie that I have loved since I was a little kid. And you- I have told not me that seen. I, I had no idea that kids. it was a book, though, either. And that's what you told me. So, yes. yeah. Okay. So, so I'm all about anything fairies. I this think that's phenomenon is when children- two young girls faked photographs of like this is OG Photoshop. Yeah. OG Photoshop in the beginning days of, you know, photography, uh, photography. like Houdini time. Yeah. Cause Houdini was involved with this as well. Right. And so they faked these photographs that showed fairies in the forest. Mm-hmm. And there was this huge, um, I guess, curiosity and response in England. Um, and there's a historical fiction that I have at home that's on my TBR, like my little, mm-hmm. you know, whimsical someday Let's I'm going to get to this. this. Yes. Yeah. And I'm fascinated by 
kind of historical fiction like that. And so you'll have to remind me because I mm-hmm. want to watch that movie. What What is it called? It's called A Fairy Tale. A Fairy Tale. Okay, yeah. I'll watch and it with my girls. from the 90s. Yeah, all the best things are 80s from the or 90s. 90s. You know what I watched last night? What? Everybody needs to watch. This is a love story, too. It's about romance books. Very suitable to talk about. She-Devil. She-Devil? Yeah. It's Roseanne Barr and Meryl <laughs> Streep. Meryl Streep oh, you've got is, me. like, I'm so... Sold. Oh my God, Roseanne Barr is almost unrecognizable. Like she looks so. Are you sad un- that she also turned out to be a garbage human? Because I am. I mean, probably there might be people who say that about me. I'm highly reactive too. Yes, I am sad because you like to root for the underdog. Um, but her in this movie, in She Devil, she is a very devoted uh, stay at home mom. Mm. Uh, her husband is a accountant. And he uh, goes to an event one night to woo some high profile people, you know, to his business. And she like he sort of doesn't really want her to be there because he's not that proud. I mean, it's all wrapped up in um, appearances. And it was I think this one was actually made in the 80s. And all the women are like 80s, long limbs, supermodel, Mm -hmm. awesome hair, tons of makeup, bodycon suits. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Black, black tights and high heels. The works. Yeah. But her husband meets. um, Meryl Streep. Yeah. But her name is like Mary something. Um, And she's like. She's like the Daniel Steele. Like, she's modeled after oh. Daniel Steele. She's written 37 books, and she's only 34 years old. Well, it turns out she's actually 41. She's lying about her age. But anyway, her That's husband. That's a big gap to be lying about. Like, if you're going <laughs> to lie about your age, wouldn't you do something a little bit more? Yeah, I don't know. It's believable. Amanda, you're 37. You're I know, I totally. I'm, yeah, I'm totally 37 still. Um, and I'm 22. So anyway, I'm not talking about what I read, but if you I should watch this. I haven't even finished what I've read yeah, yet. Tell me more. Tell me more. Okay. But you Regardless, should watch She-Devil. Watch movie, yeah. She gets revenge. That's why she's called a She-Devil. She I takes love out revenge his four. It's the perfect revenge movie. It is so perfect. She takes every leg out from underneath him and okay. crushes his life. And she also Ooh. finds for herself great success and satisfaction. And she realizes, I don't need it. more him. Of, of like, oh my God, Ellen, you went away and we've really just taken this podcast off the rails. But is it more like a kind of wilder First Wives Club? Yeah. Because you know like, how they get a little revenge yeah, on that one? It is all about the revenge. It is full-fledged revenge, okay. and it's wonderful. I'll watch it. Okay. okay. Lastly, of what I'm reading, I'm reading The Once and Future Sex, Going Medieval on Women's Roles in Society by Elnar Jenga. You love women's history books. Like This is very on par for me loving the book Girly Drinks yep. and loving um, Word Slut by Amanda Montel. Yep. It's very much in that same realm of books. And this one, so first of all, did you know medieval is not for like the middle evil times of torture and murder? Okay. It's just mid time is what it means. Okay. Medieval means mid time. And I okay. had no idea. I'm like, oh, wow, I'm really stupid. Um, I hadn't really thought about it. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't just know. when I hear medieval, that was the time. I think like the middle of evil times. <laughs> yeah. Like dark times. Yes, exactly. The dark ages. Right. But it's just not middle time. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, secondly, what I've been learning so far is that. Nothing has changed when it comes to controlling women. And no, like, it hasn't. I feel like I'm just reading a fiction book where it's old timey days, but present day. And like, which is why I love books like The yeah. Power and When Women Were Dragons, where women suddenly have the ability to just crush that shit. Right. 
Like I'm getting a little bit, you know, like more behind take down the patriarchy. And like, I'm loving this one. I think it's really interesting just because it's a time period that I haven't really focused on. Mm-hmm. So and it's going from even like biblical sense to basically how men were just like, this is what the Bible is saying and mm-hmm. like choosing to interpret it however they wanted it. I'm like, and then that's why something is still to this day what we prefer and yeah. like just their own interpretations on stuff. So yeah. What are you reading? Oh, thanks for finally asking. <laughs> Shut up. Yeah, I told you I had a lot of books. You're such a needy guest. Jeez. Um, it, I mean, producer, it, sorry. It, it, first of all, I told you I had three. You said I want to hear them all. I so. do. I do. Because and you, we have rich reading life. You no, talked in my middle thing. I know okay. I did because of she devil. Okay. So what I, like I just finished an advanced reader copy of, um, J. Ryan Stradle's new book. Um, so I just want to plug that briefly. It's Did called they? Saturday Night at the Lakeside Supper Club. So is that the people who wrote all good or Kitchens good of the Great Midwest? Or, okay. Kitchens of the Great Midwest and um, The Lager Queen of Minnesota. Oh, okay. That's up. So this author is very much in um, love with Minnesota and its history and its culture. It's like folksy co- culture. Like it's homebrewed beers, it's natural cuisine, it's state fair winners. So this time he is telling the story of supper clubs and supper clubs were a type of restaurant that existed during a certain time period, but many still exist today. Have you still. never been to a supper club? I haven't. Oh my gosh. I went May, to my, That I know of. I went to my first supper club in Wisconsin when I met my new family. Right. And this is what kind of what it's all about but he also always tells multi-generational stories so we go three to four generations are um talked about and it's not like oh you're you feel like you're reading through a century of Mm -hmm. history um you just see how they all fit together and how one generation worked i like and it's a back and forth. Um, and this is a mother-daughter, mother-daughter story. Oh, nice. Um, so if you like the Gilmore Girls. Yes. There's definitely some of that. Mm-hmm. There's definitely some of that. And um, there's a little bit about um, the uh, loss of a child, also infertility issues. Um, but first and foremost about the love of a supper club. And I related so much to it because – the passion they had for this business they created and the relationship with the people and the commitment to it is very much what I feel about mm-hmm. dog-eared books. So anyway, love that. Cool. Um, and w- we're really catching up on some of our advanced reading between Ellen and I for our subscription picks. This is Saturday night is a contender. I super love it. Um, it would be a really fun Midwestern pick for us. So, um, it's definitely a contender, but, um, because I'm caught up a bit, I had a chance to, um, pick up a book that I've been wanting to read for several months. Um, it's the Booker Prize winner, the seven moons of Molly Almeida. That's got a really cool cover as a super cool cover. And all I know is that there is a character Mm-hmm. who is a photographer who has led a very not straight and narrow life who finds themselves in the afterlife and is process oh. like, am I, am I just like on a high from some bad pills oh, so or they don't is know this the afterlife? Dead. And it is, I'm just the very beginning pages. Mm-hmm. So I started that last night and I was like, oh, 
You have to tell me what you think of it because I haven't heard anybody like actually talk about you it. You sell I've, a lot of it. I know. That's the thing. I've seen, I've sold some. Everyone's I've seen curious. It fly off the shelves, but I'm mm-hmm. like, I need to know more about what it is. Um, I'll update you next week when I'm all the way through it. So Yay. that's what I'm up to. Okay. Topic of hand. So mine <laughs> for reading right now is not of the season. <laughs> I'm not really a seasonal reader. But I don't find this just limited to a season. Okay, correct, correct. But it is is the time. It is the season for romance and love. So contemporary romance is a section that we create in our store after we opened. Amanda, why don't you share with people your romance? (laughs) Okay, so Rachel, because she's only 28 and 10 days old, can't relate. To my romance reads. Um, not true. I can relate to the second one. I just thought the list in general was really funny. I know. And this is why I invited you. I thought you could come because you are oh. the authority on true contemporary romance. Because if someone asked me for a romance, I'd be clueless. I'd be like, well, here's the section. And I know that these ones are really popular. And this one's really senior. Or this one's really interesting or unique. Right. But my break my heart romances were The Time Traveler's Wife by um her last name is Niffenager, which is funny because I have um someone in my book club with that last name and I was like this is insane I've never heard this name before um and then the the time traveler's wife if you have not read it it was also made into a movie I believe it freaking broke my heart bawling 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 it's about a man um, who cannot control the fact that he travels through time, forwards and backwards. And when he ends up in a new location, um, he has no clothes on. He can't travel. None, nothing comes with him. And he has to kind of find a way to keep himself alive. And he he crosses paths with himself and members of his family. And so he knows what awaits him. Mm-hmm. And we know it's not, it's not exactly a like See, that's it's not, not a happy ending. That's not what I Break call a your romance. Freaking heart, but it's like one of those love stories. My it's like Titanic. Um, it's Titanic. It's that a romance? I know. I know. There was a debate recently. Okay. A love meme story. Of, it's a love story. I write. Okay. It's okay. not a romance. It's a love story. My other one. But what's the meme? Was it was just basically like talking about like if you think that's a romance, you're you have problems. But um, the other one touchstone for me is Twilight. (laughs) So I read this when I was like either pregnant or having kids. I don't remember when it all came out. I like had just had kids. This was like my fluffy fluff, totally consuming. I was reading it at an Iowa State football game. I was so into it. Like I was reading it at the tailgate and then I took it into the game and I kept reading it instead of watching the game because I don't really like football. Go Cyclones. (laughs) But um, that... Edward totally did it for me. And I know you have different feelings. Are you Jacob? No, I'm neither. I think they're both gross. Okay. Well, Edward did it for me. A man who lives only for (laughs) my existence. That would be perfect. When my mom was trying to name her cat that she got last year, I was like, name it Carlisle. She's like, Carl? That's a great name. I'm like, sure. (laughs) So every time it's, I call it Carl, but I'm like, really, you're Carlisle. Yeah. (laughs) She's like, Carl's a great name. So those are some of my touchstones. And a recent, like, similar feel for me was Lessons in Chemistry because there's a similar, like, kind of tragic love. Um, But that book is so much richer, fuller than just its love story. But I brought you in 
So she brought me in. I brought you in. You've been very, very valuable as have other members on staff in curating. Yeah. Katie who loves her smut. She's the queen. Um, to curate our contemporary romance section. We opened our store. Romance was mixed throughout, but our customers love romance. Mm -hmm. And so we gave them two packed full shelves just of contemporary romance. What, What's their genre all about? Why do we read it? What is it about? Because it makes you feel happy. (laughs) Usually. See, that's the thing. Um, Deanne and I, when we are on our podcast, the Between the Covers one, which talks about all the books for the Romance Book Club at the store, we're always like, don't worry. There's always going to be a happy ending. You can know there's going to be like a drama, but at least you know it should hopefully end okay. Now, that's obviously not the case always, the but, vast, like, 98% of the books yeah. in that section are going to give However, you satisfaction. part of the romance is that you live for the drama because then you know it's also not your life. It's so um. funny, though. Like, okay, so I read um, Book Lovers. Okay. And I really enjoyed Henry. it. It was one of my favorites last year. I did. That was my only romance I think mm-hmm. I read. And it was fine. I'm sure you guys read far better romances. But when I feel it following the same kind of like, there's a, oh, now a, there's a misunderstanding. A <laughs> yeah. So tell us about the formula. I love the formula. I am here for it. So you have your trope and then you have your two. And then there's like some, mm, mm, whether it's enemies to lovers or whatever, because if it's enemies to lovers and you're like getting all that angst build up mm-hmm. and then you have the romance comes together, mm-hmm. but then explodes. Okay. So I know a lot of, a lot of enemies to lovers. And then they come back together. Yeah. They always come back together. Yeah. There's always a interest right. problem mm-hmm. resolve. Exactly. In love forever and ever. And I love that. That's what I want. It's like a comfort. You know what you're going to get. Yeah. And Maybe sometimes you get a surprise, but usually you know what's going to happen. Okay, tell me about... I'm okay, my Midwestern voice I, going on. I know. Like, oh, you know what's going to happen. I've read Enemies to Lovers. That book, Lovers, has an Enemies to yeah, Lovers format. Enemy, yeah. Tell me about some of the other so ro- tropes. These are tropes. I really love, like, a second chance romance. So a lot of times <sighs> it's where they were together at some point, whether it's, like, as teenagers... And then they come back together and later in life, or if it's like in college and then something happens, like one of the most recent Christina Lauren books, the something wilder, that to me is a second chance romance because they were in love. Like it was there, something tore them apart. But then later in life, whether it's a year, 10 years or more, they come back together. Mm, Um, mm -hmm. Friends to lovers is very similar to a second chance in a way, but it's like. I feel like that's like falling in love with your cousin. Like it's a little creepy. No, that's why you, you're okay with like, it. Yeah, it's like the Gordo to the Lizzie McGuire. Okay, I don't Aww. know. Did you watch Lizzie? I, my sister did. Okay, I know the but, reference. You know, I mean, it's the best friend. It's the pine. It's that long pine, which a lot of times friends to lovers annoys me because I'm like, are you are you that stupid? Mm-hmm. But. Um, yeah, you're annoyed with the people for not yeah. just coming out with it. Well, also, it's like, you're not that dumb. You know that they love you. Yeah. And you don't like them. And then are you fooling yourself that you like them? Or is it that you just didn't know that that was there the whole time? Stupid. But Not also, your favorite it. trope. Okay. <laughs> no, but, but you'll read it. I'll say it's stupid, but I'll still love it. <laughs> and um, then there's workplace romance. And can, what, like, what do you think it of just that? Depends. Do you read? I mean, there are quite a few of those. Yeah, it depends. And workplace romance can even like the one of a new one by Lauren Kung Justin is um, Lunar Love. Yeah, and they're not in the same workplace, but they're like 
um, competitors almost. So right. it's in the same industry or right. something. And I like that because that gives them a lot of common ground mm-hmm. and then a lot of learning on each other's parts. You know, it's like, yeah. oh, I didn't know that's what you do on your side or vice versa. I don't like, however, where if it's uh, workplace romance, enemies to lovers, where they're like, he's trying to take her down or something. Cause I'm like, don't mm-hmm. be a douchebag. Yeah. Um, and then I, I, these, the, the last one, I don't understand, but yeah. not another notch on the bedpost. I think I understand that. Yeah. Is it like this person sleeps around, yes, but then he of. falls for the person and you're like, well, am I just another notch on the bedpost exactly. or is it authentic? It's like, so for one of Tessa Bailey's books, okay. um, she was like, I don't want to just be another one of his hookups. Like, I don't want to be another notch on your bedpost. So, yeah. but for him or it was her special. or them, it's like, no, I really want more of this than what you think of me. So that one's kind of fun. And then the last trope that I just kind of threw in there was the not a bride. Yeah. What is that? It's always, it's like always a bridesmaid, never a bride kind of trope. And so there's a lot of, um, romance books where it's set around weddings or like a wedding season. Denise Mm -hmm. Williams, her recent one, it was a not a bride trope. She was, um, a divorce lawyer who also was ordained to marry people. So that's interesting. Like, so it's anything kind of wedding related where it's mm-hmm. like the person is never getting their wedding romance yeah, or whatever. But they have to deal with yeah. the love all around. Exactly. Okay. So here's another thing too that I find really interesting and I have no expertise on. Okay. Mm-hmm. If you want sexy, sexy, spicy, spicy romances, come talk to Katie. You read it all. Yeah. But and Katie, if you want reverse harem, I will direct you to my friend Ashley. <laughs> I don't even understand what that means. It's three guys. Three, three guys. guys. Yeah, one woman. So and like, three she's guys. testing them out. Is she trying to choose? What? Up to six. Okay, Emily. Is she, says she is she trying to pick? No, one? no, no, no. It's just she's, like it's like a giant orgy. But, ew. Well, it's sort of, but like they all take their turn. Right? Ew. Okay, Emily's coming in because apparently, so I don't read reverse harem. This is why I said I would direct you okay. to Ashley. But okay. this is Emily, events planner and harem expert. Wow, never been called that before. <laughs> I don't really read romance books or and I'm not harem judging books. judging for people who read reverse harem or harem. Well, so I just grew up watching anime and reading manga, and that's a genre there. And the idea is that you have one gem of a lady mm-hmm. who finds herself among a group of attractive young men and they're all a little bit in love with her and you're like who's she gonna end up with and they have all these cute moments and you pick your favorite mm-hmm. and that you know it's like she, the bachelor that is kind of not the bachelor harem which i have heard about i'm sorry i'm not nasty like you and your friends rachel <laughs> um judgy much <laughs> it's my job <laughs> Um, no. So the reverse harem, I know it's like three dudes, one girl, the guys aren't having sex with each other. They're just having sex with her Sorry. to be <laughs> explicit. Yeah. I don't know, but okay. I, I haven't read any, but my I friends do. have a good list built that I giggles every time one of them talks about one. Okay. Okay. And so if you, if you're curious about that, Come talk to Rachel at the store. She'll get the secondhand knowledge there for you. There is no door. <laughs> okay. Okay. That leads us to sexiness. Yes. Okay. So people come to, um, I think some of the reasons, you know, you were talking about it makes you happy. Mm-hmm. So escapism, um, you know what you're going to get out of it. And maybe you want a little, some like little zest. Yes. That's what get I think a going. lot of people do read um, contemporary romance for is to spice up their life. Spice their up. 
Okay, sorry. I love the Spice Girls. They're the best. I know. Um, and we do like Spice at Dog Yard Books. Mm-hmm. Um, tell me about how the insiders typically talk about level of spice. Um, so Deanne likes to do like a spice type of situation. Mm-hmm. She talks I, about peppers, but the yeah, common she lingo. Chili pepper. I usually go with more like open door, closed door, like the door is cracked open. So describe what that means. So like open door is there's you're in you're it. like you're in the bedroom, you know, you're with them in the like sex scene. Yeah. Cl- like closed door, it's like fade to black where yeah. you know things are getting mm, they had a and kiss then it's like, and then you wake up in the morning. Yeah. It's like, oh, his hands were whatever. And then it's like Fade to black, you know, not even like Hallmark does that. It's just like, it's like a major fade to black of, Mm -hmm. you know, something happened because Mm -hmm. you get them the next Mm -hmm. morning. Mm -hmm. And then like a door cracked open. It's where you get some of it, but you're not getting like the The writing isn't like oomph. Yeah. So it just kind of depends. I like it all. I'm like a little disappointed by a closed door sometimes just because I'm like, oh, come on. Some of them mix it up. And Mm -hmm. I think that's important because like if. If it's every single interaction is described full open door, it's almost like, oh, this is like literary porn. And I know some people get disappointed when it's like closed door, closed door, closed door in the book. And then finally you get an open one at the end. However, I think it's also good that romance writers do a mixture. Yeah. Like open, open, crack. Yeah. (laughs) Not. And like even so Camilla knows best. That is a book that I think of as a very closed door, but you still get a lot of the romance and love. Mm -hmm. Not everybody wants to read about that. So that's why it's always good to ask too, if you're like looking for something real spicy and booksellers like at the store usually know, like to Mm -hmm. ask, are you, are you looking for something spicy? You know? And if it's my sister's friend and she will rename nameless, I I would say she probably wouldn't care. (laughs) No, she literally said to me, but do they bang? Mm -hmm. That is her. She needs Mm -hmm. to know. Do they bang? It has to happen or Mm -hmm. she's not interested. I get that. Um, I love it. I, I love it. I had a customer one time that was like looking for a romance and I was handing some pretty spicy ones. She goes, yeah, I'm shopping for my grandma. I'm like, hmm. And I'm not judging. Like you could tell, I've given my grandma mom some like spicy it. books, but mm-hmm. she, I was like, what does your grandma like watching? And she was naming a lot of Hallmarky things. So I was like, let's mm, detour to some of like the cute, sweet, like my Leah Lewis books. Those are where I go if you want a sweet romance. So okay. that is, you know, like you want your spicy or you want your sweet, you know? Okay, so dive in to our section of rom-coms. Okay. We have a couple of really exciting ones we're going to talk about a little bit later that are coming out this week. But before we go there, mm-hmm. um, we still have Emily in the house, so we are going to make her come back over if she's not busy writing her important other stuff. I don't know. She judged me earlier. I don't want her on this podcast um, anymore. I love her because she's too cute and sweet, but she plans her events and we want to give a little fun and love on Valentine's Day related to books. So let's let Emily tell you about our first ever blind date with a book and other activities for Valentine's Day. Hello, everyone, except Rachel. (laughs) So for... Valentine's Day, we're going to have a blind date with a book. What that means is we will have a table set up on in the store. And on this table, you'll see a bunch of books wrapped in paper. So you can't see what the actual book is. It's a blind date. But there will be hints or descriptions on the cover of the book, kind of like a Tinder bio, mm-hmm. as well as the price. So you can pick which book you might want to meet 
that way. Well, you should draw on it, like, whether or not somebody should swipe right or left on it. <laughs> oh, that would be so cute. We oh. should do that. Or, like, well, just print it... out a bunch of little stickers, like, to swipe right. Like, it could be a Tinder profile that you, like, have all the descriptions and then can swipe right or left. Oh, oh we're making things happen in the moment right now. This yeah. is how it usually works with us. Yeah. <laughs> So that's what we'll do, and we'll probably have a cocktail, and we're thinking about a few extra special things, but I'm going to keep those secret for now so that they can be surprises. Yep. Um, But join us on Valentine's Day for this fun experience. We've had people asking for Blind Date with a book since we opened. Mm -hmm. And we will have books of different genres, although I'll make sure that Rachel chooses a harem book for all you love out there. (laughs) We will now. Anyway. Thank you, Emily. So, I guess, thank you. Either pick up a book. I'm a control freak. I would never buy a blind date. That's I would thing. never I go on a blind the date. Idea of the blind date, but I I have control issues as well. We work I can't at bookstores. Yeah. Like we we are book people. So many, like, like even really thinking hard. about it, I'm like, oh, I'm getting warm. Just I like, know. Ooh. Like I don't want the pressure of having committed to something that I don't right. know anything about. Now, here's the thing. What we're going to try and do with our blind date with a book is that description, that Tinder bio that we give you on, mm-hmm. you know, our wrapping. It would be like Rachel. It's the hard hitters of what's going to make you want to pick up the book. Right. So it was like how we were like that UPS guy. He's pretty cute. <laughs> um, I think you should give it a try. And then I did. You. It was essentially a blind date. It was a. Sort it was of, a, yeah. only a glimpse date. Mm-hmm. I've never been on a blind date. I married my high school sweetheart. Yeah, I don't. I mean, have you I ever been I've on been, one? I've been on my glimpse state. You were on a glimpse state. I like so that. So you had seen him. Um, see, I need at least the glimpse. No, I've never been on a blind so date. So if I could I mean, see a cover. I don't know if you can even think of Tinder as like a blind date. That's again a glimpse. You've gotten yeah. a glimpse of who they are. Yeah. Though I only Tindered in college because then I could find out parties. And then <laughs> I'm like, oh, this guy's not at the party yet. Let's go to this one. And then another one be like, oh, I'll be at this party later. I'm like, okay, let's go to this party. So then I never had to meet them. <laughs> I just find out about parties. <laughs> Good job. It was fun. Um, yeah, but we promise that all of our blind date recommendations will be a plus plus. And there's going to be a lot of representation throughout the books as well too. We don't just have like man and woman reads. We have some really cute um, non-binary romances. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of good queer romances, mm-hmm. and I believe we have um, one or two that feature. Asexual characters. Yep. You can so, have love. Yes. Without sex. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's going to be a really good variety of books. And I think it's a genre everybody should give a chance because if you want to like giggle, it's great. Okay. I'm refilling because we're going to talk about what's popping. Fill me up. Buttercup. On the bookshelves this week. And there are a couple that are very relevant and maybe we'll include them in our blind date the book but maybe not we'll People see will probably already be buying them. i know okay so number one this is not everyone's cup of tea but this is this is you know i was talking about she devil mm-hmm. right um and it was based on author she devil? no it was oh. based on daniel Steele. oh you yes. know so it's a this very, is like yeah. today's daniel Steele. it's colleen hoover colleen hoover if you didn't know has a new Break Your Heart Romance coming out called Heart Bones is like the cover. It's a paperback, which is delightful. All of her romances to date have been paperbacks. That's the best part about romance. 90% of them automatically just come out in paperback. Mm -hmm. Um, It has this kaleidoscope color 
cover with a pinwheel. It is about people, star-crossed lovers, I guess you could almost say. Um, two high school graduates from different backgrounds, summer of love. I mean, you know, oh, strawberry wine, Deanna Carter. It's like that. <laughs> it's like one summer of love that we'll always remember. Seventeen, See, sweet to me, on that's the like vine. a second chance romance. Yeah, it is. So this could be that. Maybe there'll be a secret sequel. Um, did you see that they announced casting for it Yes Ends with Us? Yes, I've not read Blake any Lively. Colleen, so I've not read any Colleen Hoover, so I can't compare. But I do no. love Blake Lively. I know. So I will be excited. I'm happy I for her. it's fun. Won't watch. It, so anyway, it's about the summer, and they both want. Uh, these two people, Samson and Bea, both want to get to their futures, but in the meantime, they find love with one another. So it's like, okay. oh, wait, slow down time. It's a young love. Colleen has a lot of young readers in addition to full-fledged adults who love her writing. So this is going to please a lot of people. Next one we have on order um, mm, yes, is yes. Sorry Bro by Talene Vascuni. I don't know if I pronounced her last name um, correctly, um, but this is a queer rom-com and it is also representational in that um, one of the characters is Armenian American. Armenian. Yeah. Um, but she's uh, the Armenian American um Star character is proposed to in front of a whole bunch of tech boys by her non-Armenian boyfriend. She realizes this is not who I am. And, you know, she's also she's also been kind of like formed by expectations of what, you know, a a true love match would be for her. Her mom wants her to end up with an Armenian man. Um, is inserting herself, but that's not who catches um, Nar's eye. Nar finds Irabuni, a woman um, who's into witchy arts. Yeah, that's amazing. So we're getting so many things. Oh, that You're was one thing. All the things. Uh, we're getting diverse. That was another trope that you yeah, kind of threw yeah, in there. Yeah, yeah. We didn't talk about. Was we didn't like talk witchy about witchy rom coms. Witchy rom coms are that's in like a subgenre. Subgenre would be also nerd. Love. Steminist. Steminist. Steminist Love romance. It. I, th- um, yeah. I think Allie so anyway, we have someone who discovers they are bisexual. So you get a person finding themselves. You get someone figuring out that they don't need to be dictated by their maybe family's expectations of them. It's going to be it's going to be good. Go ahead. This next one. Okay, cool. Because I have a voice that I want to do. Yeah. The Davenport's by Krista Marquis. Or Marquis, I don't know. It's Uh a YA romance, and this cover took my breath away. It was insane. It is golden. And then I had to look it up, of course, because every time Tommy's receiving in the office, I'm Mm -hmm. like, what's that book? I don't know know about this. And so then I looked it up on Goodreads, and this was one of the descriptions that I read, and I'm like, well, I'm sold. Um, But this person, Bethany, described it as Gossip Girl meets Downton Abbey, but with an all-black cast in the Gilded Age of Chicago. I'm like, 100% sign me up. And it's loosely based off of a real-life like Patterson family. family that mm-hmm. yeah so if you want to go ahead and finish talking about it I just wanted to say that I'm excited about this one and I had to, you need to talk about like in this the like 
Gilded Age. I accent. don't do accents. If I try, it would be <laughs> I just so think embarrassing. Of the 1910s. Yeah, I do find it interesting. Your accent. Uh, <laughs> In other words, it's trapped. But this is. Um, <laughs> if Ellen was the, here, he would. She would just be like, "That sucked." <laughs> uh, the Davenports are a black family um, that. Um, found its beginnings uh, with an enslaved black man who, with his freedom, created the Davenport Carriage Company. Um, now they live with servants, chandeliers, parties, and they're seeking love. Mm-hmm. Um, it's told primarily from the perspective of four females in the family. So, And this is going to be a series because it said it was the Davenport's number one when I yeah, went online. Yeah, so. it's really exciting. Um, a little bit different contemporary in YA is The Promise Boys by Nick Brooks about a prep school for boys. And it's pretty strict, extreme discipline. And um, it's kind of like a murder mystery. Things go wrong. Um, this disciplinary principal ends up dead and the cops come around and it's like, are we going to be able to figure out who the real killer is before one of these students gets pinned for the, the job. Okay. Um, in adults, similar theme, mystery, murder mystery, but with a fun twist is the third in the Finley Donovan series. Finley Donovan jumps the gun. So if you've been reading along, this is a really fun series, um, by El Casamano. This is about a single mom and an author solving mysteries, murder mysteries. Well, Yes. She accidentally becomes a hitman in the first one. Really? Yeah. Does it continue? Have you read two? No, I only read half of the first one. Oh, well, thank you. I'm glad. Anyway, um, she's working for a mob boss, I guess, in this one. <laughs> Find a contract killer before the cops do. Yeah, the kill- she owes the Russian mafia money. Okay. So this is a really fun series. People love this series. Mm -hmm. It's one that we really can't keep on. Like it's a hard sell for a lot of people. They're like, yep, sign me up for a accidental suburban mom who murdered people. Totally. Oopsie daisies. (laughs) Um, Drats. Yeah. Shoot. Um, I murdered a date rapist. Um, they all should be, but in paperback, we have a big lineup under the whispering door, TJ Clune, a fantasy, a novel that's been out and loved. Another uh, one coming out by him. Not too, not too long from it. now, but get the, the paperback of this one. If you want to keep on your TJ Clune journey, yep. how to be an anti-racist by Ibram X. Kendi is out in paperback. Finally, mm-hmm. um, this has been an important book for a long time. Um, We've sold a lot of the 90s because, you know, the 90s are back. And the 90s is a exploration of 90s culture. Before like, what happened? Before you watch that 90s show you use. <gasps> oh, my God. I can't wait for it's the 90s really show. Good. You've already started yeah. it. Oh, I finished okay. it. There's only 10 episodes because apparently Netflix doesn't do a whole season like how it used to back in my time. You know, when you get 22 episodes a season, now you get 10. Yeah. Bullshit. You know. Anyways, I watched it and I actually was surprised by how much I loved it. My daughters watched that 70s show mm-hmm. with my husband 
um, kind of ritually. Uh-huh. And that's their favorite thing to do with him. It's they love so it. Good. And it's like so not appropriate for my seven and nine year old, but they're obsessed with it. it and I'm cool with it. All the nostalgic, like, it's points. so perfect. My sister, of the 90s. yeah, my sister and our friends, when they were in high school, she was in mass media. And one of their projects, they remade an episode of that 70s show. Oh and God. I've never seen people be more perfectly cast, <laughs> like, especially the Eric Foreman, the kid who played it growing up. Like, I'm not even kidding. Spitting image. I'm like, Gibby, you are Eric Foreman. Like, yeah. you look just like him. But it's it was hilarious. And I love that show. Yeah. But anyway, if you want to revisit the 90s, read The 90s by Chuck Klosterman in paperback. Um, in YA, we have As Good As Dead out in paperback. And continue um, Pax's journey. Um, Pax journey home mm-hmm. in this middle grade paperback um, edition. So it's that will be out in paperback. Yeah. And I know a lot of people um, like to wait until it comes out in paperback. I'm yeah. not like, give it to me as soon as See, it's out. That's why romance is so superior. No. I know. It's just, it is you pretty get it cool. right away. And also, it is really cool. Christina Lauren books used to always come out in paperback, but then they got like really super popular and they're like, we know people want hardcover, but I'm like, I want paperback. So now I have it all. Yeah. I have the arc, I have the hardcover, <laughs> I have the paperback. Like, and then the special edition, I'm like, Take all my money. Yeah. <laughs> Can't have enough. I'm like, oops. <laughs> so, Amanda, what's popping at the store? Well, Lovey's popping back in. She's been out with eye injury for... It was so good to see her today. I know. I really needed notice. her. It's helped bring emotional my emotional stability back to life. Mm-hmm. And so it's nice to have her back. And the kids really love having her back. Um We've been a little busy with our dollar days. Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. <laughs> and Lovey <laughs> has been really loving all the extra traffic, especially the kids who like to lay on the ground with snacks. Um, so it's been a fun welcome back for her. Um, we are going to have um, on Saturday a really cool event. Uh, it's the second edition of our Writer's Lab. Emily, you want to come back? Okay, so each meeting, there's a new house. They target a specific element of creative writing, and they do an activity, discuss approaches, and write quietly together for a little bit. But what are we doing this week at the Writer's Lab? Okay, the Writer's Lab is my baby, so I'm going to talk for a minute. I'm sorry. (laughs) That's why I invited you over here. (laughs) We had our first meeting last week. It was so fun. Didn't you? Yeah, it went really well. Um, It was about utilizing your inspirations, and since it was the first week, I hosted that one. But we are very community-driven, so the host changes every week. Okay. So this is the Writer's Lab on February 4th, 10 to 12, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m., and you're meeting in the loft. Yes, Okay, there we go. So this is sort of uh, lucky timing because ISU is having a big alumni event that same week. And one of the authors, Tegan Swanson, is going to come and host a session of the Writer's Lab. Tegan Swanson's most recent book is Things We Found When the Water Went Down, which I think is a great title. It's also got a great cover. Yeah. Um, And, well, my book just got taken from me. I was just looking to see if it was N. Caputo that did the cover because this is a catapult book and like the director of the covers or art, whatever, does a great job. So sorry, I just had to look. <laughs> no problem. Um, Tegan is, I'm going to read the bio really quick, an advocate, educator, artist, gardener, and Unitarian Universalist Buddhist. And 
she has not picked her topic yet, but it has something to do with advocacy through writing, um, maybe environmentalism. We're going to announce that on the website as soon as we've locked the topic in, but I'm really, really excited. And I hope if you have any interest in creative writing, you'll show up because it's low pressure. You don't have to share anything you write. You just kind of explore an aspect of craft that you might not be familiar with or that you might be curious about. So I hope I see you there. Yeah. And it's a free event Plus and also cool, no like, registration author, is required. An author who did the work to be there. That's I know. really freaking cool. I know. Um, Sunday is the Sunday Sads a teacher's only book club. This is where teachers come together and they talk about things not related to school because they need to kind of like process, process, you know, and they're the work they do. They're reading Mad Honey by Jody Picot mm-hmm. and so, Jennifer Finney Boylan. Yeah. Yeah. And that has been a very well loved book in this store. So that's what we got going. Keep the champagne flowing and the books going. And Rachel on the podcast always and Ellen can stay away. Boom. The end. Remember, uh, subscribe, like, follow, because you want to find out what's happening in Dog Eared Books every single week. Yep. And if you don't live in Ames, you can always follow us on social or hit our website to order books. Follow us at, at Dog Eared Books Ames or at Dog Eared Books on TikTok. All right, listeners, keep the champagne flowing and the books going. This is so great. It's so great. <laughs>